This is The Right Connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now the host of The Right Connection, Catherine Burroughs. Thanks, Carl. Today, I'm chatting with Jane Lowell, an incredibly determined, confident, and goal-oriented person who refuses to let any obstacles stand in her path to achieving the life she wants and knows she deserves. Jane is the past president of CAPS Ottawa and the co-founder and president of S&J Training Solutions, Inc. She is a loving and supportive wife to her husband, Steve, both personally and in business, as well as a caring mother to their blended family of four children and three grandchildren. Please listen as I chat with Jane. I know she'll inspire you to change your mindset. Hi, Jane. Welcome to The Right Connection. Hey, Catherine. So happy to be here. I'm so glad to have you. It's hard to believe it's been a year now since we met at your Emerge event last fall in 2020. That was so amazing and brought about so many changes in my life. But first, I want to hear about your life. Have you got a year? (laughs) Well, maybe the short version. (laughs) I know you recently had an article in the Greatness Engineering magazine, and you shared some of your story in there. So maybe you could share that again today. Sure, I'd love to. I'll try to make it as short as I can, but as impactful (laughs) for your audience. So I like to say that it started way back in uh, November, November 27th, 1991. Seems like a very long time ago. I was sitting at my kitchen table waiting for my then husband to come home from work. And beside me was my eight-day-old baby. And I wasn't used to staying at home. I had been a working career person until that time. And so being a new mom was a new thing for me. So I was really anxious for him to get home to have some adult communication. And he walked in the door. And the first thing he said is, you know, you're not going to believe what happened. And I'm like, what? He says, well, the division that I've been working for, they've decided to close. And I was like, oh, now, you know, most people that wouldn't be a, a terribly traumatic thing, but I had been laid off from my job when I was three months pregnant with my first son. And so I wasn't working and now he wasn't going to be working. And he had two kids from a previous marriage that we were supporting. And now we had a brand new eight day old baby. And I had moved from Toronto to Montreal and still had a house that I couldn't sell and I couldn't rent. So I was paying a mortgage on that. And we had bought another house in Montreal. So we had a mortgage on that. And now neither of us had a job. So it wasn't, you know, a great moment. And so talked about it for a couple of days. And then we did what any normal person would do. And that was we started a business. And so life certainly got a little more hectic for us. And in that first year, we did about a million and a half in sales. It was a clothing manufacturing company. And I also got pregnant again, which is something I planned. But what I didn't plan was that I was going to get pregnant with twins. And so within the first year of the company, you know, having started here, I was with an 11 and a half month old baby and two more little baby boys that were just born and this brand new business. So that kind of started out my life. Then what happened from there is the business did really well. We did about five and a half million every year for 15 years. 
And that was great. Then all of a sudden, our retailers started to be competitors to us. And the margins got really you know, much narrower. And we just had to do double the sales. We had to figure out a way. Now, we were in the type of business that it wasn't the kind of business I could market for. I couldn't you know, create new companies to buy for us. We were selling majors. So people like Sears and Kmart and Walmart. And there were not a lot more companies out there that we could reach out to. In fact, you know, some of the big companies were getting eaten up by the bigger companies. So if anything, there was less companies than there was, you know, more. And so I thought, well, you know, I never really learned how to sell properly. I had been a retail buyer before we started this company. And I thought, well, maybe if I learned how to sell better, you know, I would be able to get better sales. And so I went to this Tom Hopkins conference in Arizona. And I was there about, I don't know, 10 minutes. And I knew this was not for me. This was really a conference for people who were real estate agents or insurance brokers or people that had to do direct sales. And so I was like, oh, but, you know, we're here. I'm going to stay for the conference. It was a lovely venue. And he was very engaging. And then he brought on a guest speaker who was a business coach. And I went, oh. That's what I need. And I had never done any personal development. I had never hired anybody into our company. And so I went back to Montreal and decided to hire myself a business coach, having no clue what that person was going to do for me, but it just seemed like a great idea. (laughs) So I hired a woman out of Toronto, again, not really knowing what she was going to do for our business. I thought she might have some magic pill. Unfortunately, she didn't. (laughs) But (laughs) what she did teach me was that it was all about my mindset. And I had this real distrust of other people taking over what I was doing. And, you know, I was the best salesperson. There was nobody better than me who could sell. And I couldn't hand over, you know, the Walmart account to an executive account manager. But what I learned was that's exactly what I had to do. So I hired three different people who handled all the major accounts. And within that one year, we took the business from five and a half million to 11.4 in sales. And so what I learned was that it was all about mindset. And once we could get out of our own way, you know, we hear people say that all the time. It's kind of like a catchphrase, get out of your own way. What does it really mean? Well, it means figure out what your limiting beliefs are, figure out what stops you, what makes you sabotage yourself. And that helps you to be the person that you want to be, be the person that you need to be to bring to the world what it is that the world needs from you, whatever service that is or product that is. That's my story in a nutshell. Thank you. So now you do coaching, seven-figure mindset coaching for business people around the world. Right. So what happened was, you know, just to continue on a little bit from that, I loved coaching so much that I said to my husband at the time, you know, when the time comes, I want to close this clothing business. And I actually want to, you know, start a business where I'm coaching. And as things would happen in 2008, the whole economy and the whole world tanked. And we could see that the writing was on the wall. By 2010, retailers just did not have any excess money. They were buying merchandise themselves. They weren't buying from people like us, which were third-party manufacturers. And so I said, you know what, let's just close the company. And so we did. We closed the company and we didn't have enough money to retire on. And we knew that. And so what happened was by 2012, we actually had 
no money left. And for a long time, it took me time to realize that I was part of that, that I had to take responsibility and accountability for that. I wanted to blame my husband at the time. He was the money master. And I kept trying to say, you know, I had no part in it. I wasn't responsible for it. I guess, you know, at the time it made me feel better. Unfortunately, you know, it took a toll on our marriage. And by 2014, we had divorced and gone our own way. But I had started coaching people. And, you know, Catherine, I didn't want to tell people that I had no money and that I'd had to sell my big home and that I was selling jewelry and I was selling furniture to actually eat. Because once we were no longer together, we didn't have that support system anymore. And so I was all alone by myself, you know, paying my mortgage. It wasn't a mortgage. It was actually a rent. And it was a scary time for me. And I didn't want to tell people because I was helping them with their mindset and business. And I was ashamed and humiliated and embarrassed and thought, how can I tell people that I actually have no money? You know, I come from this story of running and owning an $11 million business. How could I tell people that I had nothing left from that? And so coincidentally, a client I was working with in 2016, he was in my backyard and I was helping him with his mindset. And he went on actually to make a $20,000 sale right after we had this conversation, this working day. But at the end of the day, working with me, he said to me, so you're a millionaire. (laughs) And without even thinking, without even acting, I just said, yes, because in my mind, I always was a millionaire. I'd never lost that mentality. But then I came in the house and by this time I was with who my current husband is now, Steve. And I said to him, you know, I just told this guy that I'm a millionaire and I'm not, and I need to make this shift in my life. I need to have things change. And so I said, let's commit that 2017 is going to be a million dollar year for our businesses. So we amalgamated our businesses together. And we created a company, S&J Training Solutions. And in 2017, we had our first million dollar year. And so I had made a promise to myself that when this happened, I would get on a stage and I would tell my story so that I could help my clients understand that when I told them, this is something you have to do, this is something you have to shift, this is a limiting belief you have to get rid of, that they would believe that it was authentic because I didn't come from a place of not knowing. I came up from a place of really knowing. And so the same guy that had asked me, Jane, are you a millionaire? He happened to run an event here in Ottawa and he had a stage and he was looking for someone to speak at it January, 2018. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to just volunteer and I'm going to be that person. So he would sit down with all of the prospective speakers and have this little meeting. So he knew what they were going to bring to the table. And so when we sat down to have our little coffee chat, he thought he knew exactly the story, how I helped him make this $20,000 sale and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, actually, this is what I'm going to speak on. And I went through my whole story and his mouth was just hanging open. Like he just couldn't even believe this was happening. So I got on the stage in front of 
a lot of colleagues, a lot of clients, people that I had known for a couple of years, you know, knew me as a seven figure mindset mentor. And I told my story. And was I nervous? Yes. Had I completely healed at that point? No. Was I still, you know, wanting to not really take responsibility? Yes. (laughs) And did I want to tell every little detail? Absolutely. Because, you know, that kind of validated my point. But of course, I only had 10 minutes. So it helped me to break my story down and just tell the important parts. People came up to me afterwards. My clients came up to me and they said, Jane, now we can do what you ask us. Because now we know you've actually lived it. So it was a really turning point in my business that people knew that I had actually gone through this and had had nothing and had to, you know, dig into the depths of my psyche, my soul, you know, and ask those really hard questions. And so today, as you alluded to, Catherine, Steve and I have this business where We train people who have complex and, you know, hard solutions for people to understand. We help them to change that messaging so that they can provide a service to people who really need it. And oftentimes I work with those people because they have mindset issues as well. So it's a combined joint business between Steve and I. I'm helping people with the limiting beliefs and he's helping them with their messaging. And together, it's a really a powerful combination. Do you want to give us some examples of limiting beliefs that are maybe common ones you come across? Sure. So, you know, a lot of people, I work at the chakra level. That's sort of my specialty. Everybody has a different way. I use what's called emotional freedom technique or tapping developed by Gary Craig back probably 35 years ago now, I found out about it 11 years ago, and I've been using it ever since. And I've taken it one step further. And that's where we hold our wounding, we hold our emotions in our body. And I work with the chakras. And the first chakra is where people actually don't feel safe and secure. And they feel that when they came into the world, that maybe they were called to have a bigger mission. But the problem is that we don't want to be different than our family. And so we either try to be exactly like them or we think we're being different, but we actually sabotage ourselves. Because what if our parents had no money? What if our parents had a really disturbing childhood and we had a great childhood? Or what if we make a lot of money in our job, our business, whatever it is we do? How do we actually settle in our minds that it's okay for us to make the money, but our parents didn't at our core, we love our parents and we don't want to be better than them because why didn't they deserve to have the same wealth that we do? And that's a big limiting belief that people have is that they're sabotaging themselves because they really don't want to be better than their family, but yet they do want to be better than their family because that's human nature, right? We evolve as we go. And so it's interesting for me because I see that often in people, they have no idea that they're actually sabotaging themselves. So that's one limiting belief that happens. And the limiting belief that comes out of that is deserving. Do they really deserve to have the life, the business, you know, the partner, whatever it is that they're wanting, do they really deserve to have that? So that's a big limiting belief I see. A lot of times people don't understand, especially women. I'm not sure what your audience is made up of, but especially a lot of women entrepreneurs, they forget that they're actually able to ask for what they need. 
and they forget to ask for what they need. And then the limiting belief around that is that, you know, they don't really deserve it, that they have to be super mom, super wife, super business person, and they don't need to ask for their health. They're, you know, taking care of themselves. And so that's a common thing that sabotages people as well. So those are a couple of the main limiting beliefs that people have. And do you have a client story of a transformation that you could share? Probably the story that I feel that, you know, I can share with integrity because, you know, this is obviously very private work, right? This person will tell anybody and everybody who would care to listen. So I feel that I can share it and it's not a problem. And you know him, his name is Victor Levy and he's a client out of Montreal. And I worked with him for almost three solid years. And when he hired me, he really had no idea why he was hiring me. He kind of thought he was hiring me a little bit, you know, because he wanted a business coach in his business. He works with Freedom 55 and helps people with life insurance. And he's been doing this for over 40, 41 years. And he really has a great product. He's really knowledgeable of what he does. And he really thought his business should be bigger in the sense that he should be helping more people. And so, you know, he thought, well, maybe I need someone to hold me accountable. You know, what does he have to do every week? And we started working. And after three weeks, I thought, this is not going to work. Like this guy just doesn't want to be held accountable. And I started asking him questions about his life and what was he sabotaging? Well, he had a lot of issues around his father who had already passed away at this point. And it took us three years to really get down and dig down and have him understand that, you know, he could be his own person. He could be happy for who his dad was and what his dad was in his life, but he didn't have to take the negatives. And, you know, his life just totally transformed from that. He's a very loving person. He will happily post it on anything we're doing, you know, and I laugh because this was not the Victor that I met when I met him originally. And so sometimes I'll say to him, well, where's the real Victor? But he did the work. And that's the thing, Catherine, I can bring it to somebody And I can help them do the soul searching. But if the client isn't willing to do the work themselves, then I can only go so far. But what I can say is if somebody's willing to do the work, then the changes are just phenomenal. And people go out and they serve more people and they're happier and they live happier lives and they understand what's going on in their families and the benefits just so outweigh the work. What I really love about you sharing your story and being vulnerable and authentic is that's when things really opened up for you. And I love sharing people's stories. And I just think it's so true that when we put ourselves out there really authentically, that's when we make those genuine connections. People can trust us. They feel safe hiring us. And they know they're going to get that quality service that they're looking for. And that's so true, Catherine. And you know, you and I each have a love affair with each other. (laughs) Because, you know, I think that you can take people's stories and articulate them so well on paper. And, you know, I tell my story easily, but for me to sit down and write it, that's really a big challenge for me. And so I engaged you to write my story for me. And, you know, you wrote it in two forms, in 2,500 words and then in 1,500 words. And, you know, when I read my story, I was like, wow, (laughs) that's really my story, you know, like, and you have that gift, right, of hearing what people have to say, and then writing it in their own voice in a way that makes it sound so real to them. 
And I read it when you sent it back to me. And then I read it when it was in the magazine. And it just felt so true again. You know, I was like, oh, maybe she added that in knowing you didn't because I had approved the final chapter, but I had kind of missed some points. And so I think that it's really great when you can find other people to collaborate with who can share what you do. And, you know, you're so amazing at what you do as well. So I honor and thank you for the work you've done so that you can bring more of what you do to the world. Well, thank you. On that note, I just want to share with you to remind you of some of the things that I did write about you in the business (laughs) character analysis that I did. Jane is an incredibly determined, confident, and goal-oriented person who refuses to let any obstacles stand in her path to achieving the life she wants and knows she deserves. She is very intentional about where she wants to go and is willing to do what it takes in alignment with her strong moral code to get there. Focused on her own continuous learning and improvement, Jane inspires and encourages others to live their fullest life as their best self. She intuits what her clients need to know and bravely but kindly tells it like it is, even when they may not want to hear it. A nonconformist herself, her insights allow her to overcome their fears and objections and guide them on the path to their own destiny. I do love that. And you know what I love about it, Catherine? And this is anybody who's listening, have Catherine do a character analysis because you will never write that about yourself. You just won't. It's hard to write something like that about yourself, although it's all true. We get in our way, you know, of writing something like that because we think, how can we say those things? You know, it's so complimentary. And it's what I love about that work that you do with that particular thing is that you really dig into who you are as a person and then you write it authentically and then we get it. And we can use it for bios and we can use it for, you know, anything that we want to, but it's someone else writing it about us and we can allow that to happen. It's so important to have that external perspective, whether you're writing your bio or whether you're trying to figure out what your mindset blocks are. Sometimes we just don't see those things for ourselves. Yeah, the work you do is very similar to the work I do in the sense that, you know, you're digging into things people wouldn't say about themselves. You know, people are okay saying I was the president of, or I did this, or or I have this certification, you know, because those are things that are tangible things. But when you start saying you know, Jane is a loyal, this, that, whatever person, we tend not to write that about ourselves because it feels somehow like we're bragging or we need someone else to do it for us. So my suggestion is to anybody who's listening to this, call Catherine because she's awesome at what she does. Well, thank you. And you made a comment about community too. So I just wanted to ask you to talk a bit about the WEN Global community that you and Steve have created. So back before the pandemic, if we can all ever remember when that really was, we had started this community called WEN Global or Wealthy Entrepreneurs Network. And our intention at the time was we were traveling the world. Steve, as some of your listeners may know, currently is the president of the Global Speakers Federation. And a couple of years ago, we were traveling the world, getting people to know him and know who he was so that he could then become the president because it's a voted in position. And so we thought we'll create this global community. And as we go about where we are, we'll have meetings and we'll have events. And we didn't really know how it was going to be global. We just love the name and love the idea of bringing people together. 
So we started it in December, 2019. And then of course, you know, by March 13th, 2020, we were not traveling anywhere. The whole world was closing down. And very quickly, we saw that this was our opportunity to go out to the world via Zoom. And so our first meeting, I think we had 160 people attend the meeting. Brian Tracy actually spoke at it. And of course, as people have Zoom fatigue, we've had less people showing up for the meetings, but the people that do show up value the community, value that we're all together and value what we learn and gain from each other each month as we do our monthly meetings. And so it's been a wonderful experience for the people who have joined and who are part of it. I know many, many people who have exchanged business services between each other in the community and have even formed masterminds or they meet once a month with each other outside of the community because they really love the people that are in there. So it's been really a great experience for us. It is a super supportive community and it's wonderful to be able to exchange services or give out referrals, but it's also nice just to hear the stories of where people are, how they got there, what's going on in their business and how they solved a certain problem or that kind of thing. It's so helpful to just benefit from that collective experience of everyone, that collective wisdom. Yeah, thank you. We've had some phenomenal guest speakers, you know, some names people know, like Kevin Harrington, one of the original sharks from the Shark Tank. We've had Brian Tracy, we've had T. Harbeckard, his son came in and spoke, which was great. And we've had our own members come and bring their expertise as well. Yeah, I love that it's all about providing value and not just about making sales. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad it's been really great for you, Catherine. It has. It's been great working with both you and Steve and meeting everybody in the community. And it's been such an incredible experience and I'm looking forward to continuing it. And we're looking forward to having you. Well, thanks so much for being here with me today. It's been an honor to be one of your guests on your podcast. I'm so excited, encouraged by, you know, you just taking the bull by the horns and saying, I'm going to do this and really bringing these great guests onto your show and the success that you've had with the podcast, you know, really kudos to you and to Carl Richards, who, you know, has been your mentor, has inspired you along the way and really excited for both of you. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope something in today's episode inspired you to tell your own story more creatively. Please join me next time for more about how authentic words and stories create the right connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, Catherine at CatherineBurrowsCreative.com or visit her website, CatherineBurrowsCreative.com. And don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Until next time, thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.